Welcome to the Toronto Family Show. This is where we interview changemakers, showing what's taking place in the city and how they are making a difference. Today's episode of the Toronto Family Show is brought to you by Casper Mattress. Unbox Better Sleep with Casper and get your 100-night risk-free trial. You can find a link to save $75 towards your purchase by visiting torontofamilyshow.com slash Casper. Now back to the show. Today we're chatting with Dr. Anu Siskandarja. She's a TDSB trustee for Scarborough Rouge, Ward 22, and a professor of child and youth studies at York University. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time to chat with us. Uh, there's, there's just so many, um, so many questions and so many changes uh, with Ontario government recently announcing drastic changes to education. Uh, we parents have a million questions, and I'm sure teachers do as well. And since you're our TDSB trustee for Ward 22, uh, you probably have more answers than we do. So I would like to chat with you about uh, what you know, what you're, you know, about the changes, what are the immediate changes, and what we can do to change anything ourselves, and the list goes on. But let's start with the increased class size. If you can tell us the changes, especially when it comes to high schools with increased um, class sizes and concerns that come with that, what what do you know? What are the changes and uh, what's going on? Because I know the kids are planning a walkout tomorrow. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, I think this is such an important discussion that we should be having. Um, so, you know, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, so, in terms of, you know, if I know a bit more, um, maybe not so much. Um, and I think the reason for that is, is that the way we're getting information from this government is very different than has been the practice in the past. Uh, so, a lot of the times, uh, a lot of these changes that we get will be very last minute. So we, you know, when these class sizes were announced, we did not at all think that was coming down the pipe. Um, so it took us very much by surprise. Um, so, for example, we'll sort of get a memo saying you're going to get an announcement in a week. Um, and then in a week they'll tell us what that announcement actually is. Um, and then once we get that announcement, we actually have to figure out how does that actually impact us, right? So, for example, you know, with this class size issue, um, you know, they didn't tell us, oh, you're gonna, we're getting rid of 800 jobs, right? What they just told us is, there, you know, the memo just says there's new expectations around class sizes, um, and this is the average. But then we, what we have to do with that information at the board is, well, we've got to figure out what does that actually mean, right? Because they're not going to put in their memo what the actual impacts are going to be. So when it comes to the secondary class size issue. So what's uh, being mandated uh, being proposed is that the class sizes go from 22 to 28. Um, and what's really important to remember here is that this is the average. Okay, So the average is going to go to 28. Um, so it's not a cap. Uh, and this is really important, I think, for parents and students to realize is that, yes, there, there will be Oh, well, you know, that's the six students. That's not a big deal. And it actually 
the worst that way, right? It's just the average is 28, but there could be many classrooms that have 40 students in their classrooms. That's so true. And that's, you know, that, that is so deceiving to say, like, you know, from 22 to 28, and we as parents think, eh, that's not so bad, but 40 yeah, kids yeah. in a secondary class, especially in grade 9, let's imagine that's a math class and how much yeah. they're learning. 40 students is too many students. Oh, well, 
you know, uh, cutting one teacher from high school is not a big deal. But when you think about it, when you cut one high school teacher, you're losing six courses. And that's a big deal. That's a choice that your child or student is not now able to make, right? Um, and, and, you know, when you think about what are the courses that are going to most likely to be chopped, well, I think I'm a good idea, right? Most of the courses that we first go on the chopping board are probably the electives, right? The arts program, the music, um, you know, things that this government needs isn't part of their back-to-basic thinking, right? They're really pushing this back-to-basic, which I personally think just means we cut so much that we won't have a choice but to go back-to-basic. Um, and I think my problem of going back to anything is it's looking in the wrong direction, right? We can't go back. The world is so much more different than when we went to school. It's much more complex. It's actually much more non-basic. So I think going back to basic is not going to help you get build resiliency um, as, as our minister, our minister says. Yeah. It's- child 40 kids in the classroom I don't care what what level it is or what grade it is you can't do a good job with 40 kids in the classroom and one teacher there's just absolutely no way I and, yeah, and, yeah and you know um and you know we have some high schools that a lot of even some of our high schools have are quite small right uh, relatively so if you're going to a smaller high school let's say you have about less than 800 
university and that are in stone that they have to commit to this program it's it's good it's just overall it's this just sounds like it's going to be a disaster there's no way anyone can effectively class manage a class of 40 high school students (laughs) and and say that we care about education (laughs) we don't care about education if we're doing this yeah you know you bring up a really good point Elena is that electives you know or what we think are non non basic classes or courses it's what often brings students to school right you have to retain their interest especially now with you know internet and social media there's so many things that are competing for their interest so if you're cutting courses that they're enjoying and just forcing them to only focus on math and English which are great and of course we should be learning those things but Learning is holistic, right? We we can't view learning as just well. You just got to take these courses, right? That you, you know we want kids to be engaged. We want students to be engaged, and they're telling us what engages them, right? And that's a variety uh, of courses, right? And I think especially the, you know coupled with the cuts to the autism program, we have more higher needs students returning to the classroom, and they're definitely not going to be doing well uh, in these larger classrooms. And I don't think what's getting talked about Sometimes, most of the times, their parents have it for their work, but children 
themselves do not have that. So the schools, are they going to provide? How are they going to provide? We don't even have... We don't even have schools that are big enough to provide that. We don't have any extra resources or spaces. But my biggest concern is when it comes to spares, where are these kids going to go? In the middle of winter, imagine it's February and it's minus 30 outside and kids have a spare. Are they going to roam the school 25% of the time? Or where are these kids going to go? This is a logistical nightmare. This is going to cause, this is going to open up some possibility for so much trouble and and put these kids in danger. Like, so if you have a spare, you know, you're likely then to think, yeah, I'm going to skip the next class as well. Like, (laughs) this just can go bad. This is just not a good idea. there that 
mind. But we don't know any details. So what if one student is in grade 12 and decides to take all of their um, four online courses the last year of school, right? And you're going to a semester of school. Does that mean you miss a whole semester of school? Because, you know, one semester you're taking four courses, right? Um, or I think in grade 12 you have to take six courses, if I'm correct, and you can have two spares. So does, does that mean for half the day they're not at school at all? Yes. Um, So true. 
I mean, that's a major, and, major and, part and, of school. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. if they're, if they're just way too young to do all these courses yeah. online. And yeah. courses online, as you said, they don't have the interaction that kids have with their teachers. Yeah. And they don't have that person. And also online, there's no way, there's no ways to tell until it's too late if child struggles. So yeah. I mean, and online courses are very structured and have deadlines. And keep in mind, these are little kids. They're learning how to learn. Yeah. They're learning how to yeah. manage their time. And this is this is just a bad idea. There's a, the core courses is way too many. And I know a lot of kids do take online courses uh, from TDSB, but usually during the summer, if you yeah. want to like yeah. you know take one, so like you make your schedule easier for grade 11 or 12, yeah. but not a grade nine yeah. or 10. They're way too young. Yeah, yeah, and four, you know, it's, it's different when it's students who are highly engaged, like I said earlier, who will thrive in whatever situation, right? So for them to take one extra course in the summer so they can relieve their schedule for going 12, it's very different than forcing every student to take e-online, e-online courses, right? Because now you're forcing students who do not thrive in that environment, you're not giving them that option. You're saying you have to do this, right? And and it's really bad. And, you know, we as parents and everybody complains the children are so isolated, they're always on social media. So now you're taking sort of one of the last reservoirs where they're still engaging with other people in, in, in real life. You're taking that away and pushing that online as well. So I think, you know, this, this you know, societal fallout of this, I think, you know, I you know, again, not to be alarmist, but I think there, there are many things that they haven't based, they're not making their decisions based on evidence-based research, right? I think they're just thinking, we've got to cut costs, we've got to cut costs, and I don't think that's the way you should ever approach no, yeah. education. No. Today, students are having a province-wide walkout over plan education changes. So a couple of things, right? Um, so the government is holding consultations until May 31st. Okay. So really, you know, search it out online. I really encourage parents to fill out their online, um, you know, consultations. Um, you know, call them, you know, whatever avenue works best for them. To their credit, right, because I don't, you know, I do want to give credit where it's